You know objective truth, Darwin? Math. That's not objective truth. Math is objective No, it's not. Yes, it, it doesn't is. It fully describe reality. There's no chance you've objectively described reality. You haven't. Let the record show that Lauren is bored. Welcome to Darwinism. I'm Matt Lofton. I'm Darwin. Here's where we talk about politics. Trying to evolve the conversation. Ah, uh, that's uh, so horrible, horrible. Welcome. We are at Lofty Darwinism again. Ah. Are we? We're at Lofty. Where's the location of Lofty Darwinism? <laughs> Things are going into handles, man. It's a handles okay. world. Okay. <laughs> I can't handles this uh, right now, but okay. <laughs> so, Matt, um, boy, what a couple of weeks it has been. I have been like glued to the news. the The sex scandals are rocking this world. Yep. And your 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 industry's taking it the, you know, it's pretty. We talked a little bit about Weinstein three weeks ago with Chloe, but maybe four uh, weeks ago now, and it's only gotten deeper. Uh, one of my favorite shows growing up, well, I shouldn't say favorite, but it's a show I liked, One Tree Hill. Eighteen women on that show who were teenagers accused have signed a letter accusing the showrunner or producer of, of sexual misconduct. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just it is rampant right now, and it is something we're finally dealing with, Darwin. Yeah, we're finally dealing with it. Like, I mean, are we though? Like, I, I'm really happy that we have, we have stepped into awareness. I don't feel like we're doing much constructive to actually change the culture other than just making a lot of people, um, I don't know. It's, it's the Louis CK one has, has gotten to me like particularly hard. Okay. It's like. I think it's very worthwhile to like say that what he has done was un uh, like was was absolutely wrong. Yeah. Like like I don't think that there's anything to be said of like oh the the women said like shouldn't have said this or shouldn't have interpreted that way. Like no, it's not like just to me I, it's it's like I feel like we're we're I'm seeing all these pieces talking about now how all of his work of art is like tainted and everything about the man was clearly nefarious from the start. And that, that's hard for me to take. It's hard for me to believe that. It's hard for me to, like, say a person goes from, like, our leading voice on recognizing the complexities of the world to, like, a pure ogre villain overnight. And, and honestly, I don't think he will stay that way forever because that's not, that's not really – I think anyone who does what he does has a weird compulsion – that is that becomes a pattern somewhere in their life like something weird happens to them and they start like like sex is a weird part of every person's makeup it sometimes happens because of weird imprinting it sometimes happens because of nature like and and there and louis ck like tig notaro when she talked about it on ezra klein's podcast um she's like i think he was in such a state of alcoholism at the time that he doesn't even remember doing it now that's since been said he has admitted all of it but this is the kind of thing where, at least in his situation, like, it's it's like a he like it's an act of a shameful human who's mm-hmm. trying to be caught, and that's part of the perversion in it. You know, uh-huh. for most, I think, for like, you know, it wasn't, and there are ways you could, and that's the thing is, it could be aggressive if somebody yeah. wanted it to be, but it doesn't seem like that was his deal. And I think that if we're honest with ourselves is you know you talk about he's the complex he he deals the complexity of humanity and of adulthood and of life and maybe that's a piece of the darker part of this person who teaches that in us you know like richard pryor's doing Mm -hmm. smack and you know and we've had we have had 
how do we deal with moral feelings in the age of Trump? Because that's what's happening. They can't get him and everyone else going down. And rightfully, maybe we needed a better atonement. Yeah. Well, we uh, yeah we it's like we definitely needed a better atonement. There's just like no question yeah, there. You're right. Like the, the 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 culture that these women felt that they couldn't say anything was clearly wrong. Like and 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 so it's like I can hold that in my mind and agree with it, and also feel deeply unsettled at the way the Louis C.K. one has like panned out. And I it I think it's chiefly because he's a comedian to me and has not only been a comedian but he's made like he's made a career out of making us the audience uncomfortable with sexuality and pushing us to confront that there's and a huge to, difference to, though well is there though because i don't i i don't think that you can separate the art from the man uh, well, like, okay I've, here's the difference he's not performing a one-man show for these women that they didn't know about that's not his conceptualized. He he didn't think to himself, "I am a conceptual artist, and I am filming this. And in my film, I am going to do a a forceful masturbation in front of these women for art." That is not this, okay? Like, but okay, Matt, you never turn your comedy off, right? Like, you you're you're you're, you're a jokester, and you don't you don't turn it off. Like, it doesn't. It's not like you stop wanting to joke with people the moment you step foot off the stage, right? No. And. Uh, I, I guess what I'm pointing toward is where is the conversation about confronting our like urge to aggression as men? Because I don't see that happening, and all I see is a bunch of shaming, which, while better than nothing, is not really that much better than nothing. Because all you're really doing is just spreading shame around and. That's something that I just don't think has ever worked for us as a culture. You know, women are still clawing their way out of slut shaming as a giant thing that uh, like occurs to them on a daily basis. You know, if you sleep with the wrong guy. In, in, In the same way, we need to confront the fact that like, even though the actions are clearly wrong, the, the, like, the, the lead up to those actions involves a lot of moral ambiguity for us men that I can see how certain people thought that what they were doing wasn't as bad as what they were doing. And I just want to find a way to clarify that, to talk about it, to talk about our emotions as men so that we don't just turn this into a one side versus the other type of culture. No. Uh, like movement. You're you're right, and it can't it can't really be because the, his what his act. I think his actions are atonable. And rede- we have a but we have an atonement and redemption problem across the society before now for all of our crimes. When people go to jail, um, mm-hmm. that should be a rehabilitative process because we would like better people as much as a punitive process because we would like better people to come out because we're still going to have to live in the world with these people. Mm-hmm. And or we're going to spend a lot of money keeping people in cages, and that's also morally indefensible, in my opinion, in the indefinite. Um, and so, if we're not rehabilitating our prisoners, you know, we've had a pretty forgiving culture with celebrities, uh, but it's you know, eventually, no one's going to get any quarter, no one's going to get any shelter from the storm because we're not giving the least of ours shelter from the storm and was keep getting worse and we don't deserve it really. Mm-hmm. We need to figure it out. We like, we, we need to own the mistakes that we're dealing with because we, you know, we aren't treating each other very well right now. 
Um, well, you and know, we have, and, well, actually, we have been hard. treated for the role. Yeah, and I don't know what the solution is because at First Class Reels, most of my clients are women who are trying to make it in the industry. And the stories that I hear are terrifying. Yeah. And it is truly – I mean you wouldn't want like your – like a family member of yours walking into most of these environments. You know, like you, would, you wouldn't want somebody that you cared about – going into some of these studio meetings where a lot of these men like really did feel a, a quid pro quo entitlement Question like, and, and it wasn't yeah it, and, and they would get like really mad if they, if you didn't give them and and I read an article about a woman who was saying like women in like their chief defense is to try and like de-escalate rather than just run screaming like that's not how women tend to respond to things so even if a woman was like asked by Louis CK what when he was drunk, if you could start masturbating, it doesn't mean that she was like at all okay with no. it. No, oh know? yeah, totally. But then, but then, but then like, like t think about the ramifications of that. As men, we don't get the feedback that what we're doing is actually wrong. Yeah, we like we we get like the oh you know like slap on the wrist shouldn't do that, but we don't actually like store in our memory. That was something that traumatized somebody. Because you know? I'm guessing like, it didn't traumatize every. There were probably some women who went with it because I don't think you do it five times. If he didn't have some consensual success in this very terrible gambit, right? Like I, mm -hmm. I don't think you do it to five different women unsuccessfully in a row. Like I don't think that's a thing that stands alone in a vacuum. You know, it's just hard because, like, there was, like, a woman, like, one of his ex-girlfriends, the sister of Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Like, released, like, a like like a, like a tweet that was, like, she was corroborating the women as, like, a character witness. Yeah. That, like, while they were dating, he had masturbated every day in front of her. And that's just, like, that's one of those moments where, I don't know about you, Matt, but I feel like I live in like kind of fear of societal shame yes. sometimes. Oh yeah, because like, you're a like, yeah. And I think most men do because I think that that's something that like it, it, it becomes its own self-fulfilling prophecy. You think you're going to get slammed by society and told that what you're doing – or not not even by society but by you know the woman that you're with, by whoever that you're with, that what you're doing is, is suddenly – utterly insanely wrong it's it's like hovering over us at all times and that's because your parents did that to you <laughs> as a child like that's what happened no literally you're just cruising along as a kid and you're just doing things and then someone said no that's wrong uh -huh, don't do that right. right and like you're gonna have some real yeah. early triggers in your life about that if your parents raised for most people i think i mean i think that's where mine comes from is like there are probably I don't even know if I've identified the exact moments, but there, there had to have been similar echoes of it throughout my childhood of like, I'm doing something I think is totally okay. And then, oh God, no, it's not okay. And I, and I feel shame and hurt and embarrassment. And that's most people. And that's something we aren't dealing with as a reality because we, so we have to go through that to improve, but we might be able to reframe that initial moment for people mm -hmm. better if we were kinder and there was more empathy. Um, yeah. in the way we dealt with mistakes. But it's a harsh world right now, man. It's a harsh world. It, you know, it is a harsh world, and it is a byproduct of not having a substantial number of women in power, I think. I think that this would be a less monochromatic backlash against these men if there wasn't just this overwhelming sense that these women have no other recourse. If there is no outrage, then there is no change. And there's yep. a truth to that. 
because and, it does often feel like there are people so powerful that you truly cannot speak out against them. And, you know... Right. And we're going to not name names here because uh, there's two... There's This is where I want to go here. I have another question for you after. But we're not going to name names. We had people that we knew growing up who ended up in situations <laughs> where everyone in the world could have figured out that they were going to be a sexually... They were going to be in a sexually impropriety mm-hmm. situation. And they put themselves in a job where that was literally almost an inevitable mm-hmm. outcome. And I don't think I counted myself as a true friend of that. I never was a true friend of that guy. But any of us could have told him, hey, man, for the future of your life, don't become a high school. You know, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't put yourself in that situation. And uh, none of us did that. Or if we did, no one well, cared think- enough. But like everyone, everyone went obvious. Everyone's response to his his infidelity was, "Oh yeah, could have seen that coming." And I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't think I know who you're talking about. From high school debate. Uh, you know about you, Mike? You can edit this out. Yeah, yeah, editing this out. Are we talking about? I came to first class reels. I was trying to find someone to do my reel for me. The reason I wanted to get my reel done was because every like agent I'd run into or manager would be like, so can I see some of your work? And I'd be like, I don't have a reel. When we were done and I sent it out to people I've been networking with and I got an agent out of it. And right now I'm talking to a manager after they've seen my reel. So it really was bang for my buck. Like. I got exactly what I wanted. So first class reels, do it. You will not regret it. Trust me. Wrapping back in, we just edited that last part out. Where we taught, we named the name, and and then Matt like floated. Should we should we actually not cut this out? Should we actually like name the name because you know he appeared in the news. Um, you know somebody who that's also a debate. A like what do you do? You know, I, look the the, it, the thing about sexuality is that it's 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 super weird always. It's by definition pretty fucking stupid, like like all of our sexual fantasies are, and it's also something that is very easy to accidentally trigger someone. Like if you touch a woman in like like if you if you're if you're actually trying to make a move or something, and you and you make too aggressive a move, it can really traumatize somebody. And, and, oh, yeah. and like it's super easy to do that, and it's also super long lasting as a trauma. It's the, it's a real it's a real issue that like mm-hmm. stays with people for lives, you know. And that's yes. like like so all of those things are true. Oh yeah, no, your first sexual experiences for guys and girls are just horror shows <laughs> when you look back on it. Of like. You know, they're, they're fun, and, but like, and there's, you know, like, at their best, they're fun. At worst, it is a nerve-wracking experience of no idea what the fuck mm-hmm. you are doing. And no one wants to be rejected. And you're, and like, you know, maybe you did some of this in high school, but then you get to college, and there are nobody else around, and you're trying to figure this uh-huh. all out. And, you know, and it gets tougher, and it gets weirder, and... You know, you do have shame about stuff, or you're like, I don't want to be rejected, or like, you think that, you know, you, everyone, you're, you put your emotions onto the situation, and you've never had any other frame of reference than external, like your parents, or mm-hmm. TV, or your yeah. friends, and probably none of those are, like, st- like, maybe they're all perfect models, but let's be honest, 
that that's probably some of your models aren't going to be good. I know I'm constantly working mm -hmm. on mine from like things you saw, Darwin. I, I, you know, I don't know how you feel. Of course, I you know like that, that, that. But that's what makes this so like difficult for me is that I can recognize the horror that these women went through. All of them, you know. I I, I believe them, mm -hmm. you know. But I also. Uh, and, and I have to acknowledge that that is a bit of a shift for me. I think I am—I was less inclined to believe women prior to this. You know, I think I, I, you know. Really? Well, it's—it's I, it's hard. It's hard when, when it's somebody that like like a celebrity that you care about. If somebody comes forward, like you know, like the woman did with Woody Allen, and claimed that he yeah. molested her, um, you know, I was—I was very much just not prepared to believe that story. It just seemed like, it just seemed like too weird of a woman. So, and now it's like, it's a hard, so it's harder, but it's, but it is kind of like much more credible to me now that I realize the world that we're living in. It challenges me. It makes me look at everything differently. Question for you then, because you can answer this and again, you can edit it if you need to. Um, as someone who has uh, lived in close proximity to the uh, traditional film industry and the adult film mm -hmm. industry, and had to see actresses going into both situations. Um, you know, you've heard the horror stories, just the traditional mm -hmm. industry. Like, what, what, which side should feel like? Give me the comparison here. I, 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 I would I wonder, actually like, call them pretty analogous based on, I mean, you know, I've never walked into a porn set and shot a porn film, you know, but, but I mean, right. I. But you live with people yeah. who would tell you yes, about I their did. experiences. And there was harassment in the industry. And obviously, it's a different yeah. type of harassment because everybody who knows that you're in the adult film industry, um, if like if you're a woman, they 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 take that as a license to you know like have their way harass, har harass you know like and otherwise and it doesn't it isn't um, it isn't any less traumatizing just because you're a sex worker doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity to have something infringed upon in your in your life you know yeah. and i think that 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 is again it's one of the things that makes this so complicated because where is the role for men in engaging with the world about sexuality because fundamentally as a man like if you're a straight man you can't display talk about you know or in any way touch on the idea of sexuality without women you know it's hard to yeah. we well, can you can be you can be Homosexual, you can well, be exactly. a man. Well, exactly. If you're if you're if you're talking about heterosexuality, which there are a lot of us, you because there's power <laughs> well, dynamics. Exactly. The, the power dynamics are there. So how do we talk about them? How do we make them more, you know, fair, equitable, like more loving? How do we how do we have a an artist like Louis C.K. have the space in our society to challenge us sexually the way that we allow Miley Cyrus to? Because nobody's accusing Miley Cyrus of being a sex predator. But she doesn't have to, like, she has a different avenue to, toward that in terms of, like, artistically okay. exploring all of this. Well, she's lucky because, you know, like, and this was a podcast I listened to recently, like, Britney Spears' money is still in a conservatorship because she went a little crazy for, you know, a couple <laughs> years. Right? And that's not okay because, as most, as women will point out, 
A, there should be more guests of them on our podcast to speak about this, oh, probably. Yes. But, like, women are not allowed to fuck up like guys are. Degenerate men are far more celebrated in our society than degenerate women. Now, there's different versions of both that get celebrated more. You can be more of a diva, potentially, and people will enable it on the female side, depending on things. But, like, we... The degenerate male comedic character is, you know, or this person true. is way it more is celebrated. True. We are more capable of celebrating those those characters. Like it's the whole women aren't funny thing. You know, if if yeah. a woman is trying to be raunchy, it's only just recently that we've actually sort of accepted that in a in a broader scale into our culture as no. these comedians. So I take your point, and I think that it, it you know, it. it I think our culture has benefited, broadly speaking, from Hollywood in general challenging our sexual norms. I think that mm -hmm. we are at risk of sort of just flipping ourselves back onto our Puritan ancestry by saying all of these sexual overtures were, were evil. Because, you know, Not. in place of that is a conversation that says these were clearly wrong here's where we can go from there and here's how to invite everybody because I just I think that even the men those of us who I've never harassed anybody I was always terrified that I was going to be accused yeah. of you know like the 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 yeah. There was a one experience I had in college, I remember, where, like, I was super drunk, and the next morning I woke up, and there was somebody who I'd, like, been playing a game with who told me, like, oh, hey, you, like, you held onto my arm for a moment. Like, in front of a large group of people, like, yeah. she was trying to leave, and I, like, didn't want to leave, like, from the room. And, like, that yeah. haunts me to this day. You know, the idea that, like, for a yeah. moment, I might have, like, used aggression, and in that just micro moment you know, possibly done something that I wouldn't have done when I was sober. And like, I'm, I'm like terrified that I could have like, yeah. you know, th that I could take it to the next level. So even though I'm not the one being accused here, I understand how easy it is to like, especially if you were powerful and especially if you didn't have like the neuroses that I have, if you were just a little bit more unhinged, I could very easily see how I could land in hot water and how any of us could land in hot water. And that's something that yeah. I, I don't think there's an easy answer to it. But I do think that one place to start is just to talk about it, to be able to acknowledge it as a man, yeah. to be able to acknowledge, hey, this is something that affects us too because we want to be good. We want to be right. We want to like, like – like we're wired to seek approval and affection from women. So these like giant power dynamics that occur over women, breaking through those is like the right way to go. How do we then take our energies as men and channel them properly? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, talking about channeling men's energy, uh, you can look at a lot of things in society. Like pretty much, you can, there's a strong argument for everything that exists in mm -hmm. the world. Um, is men's energy channeled through trying to get women or some version of impressing and or some version of sustaining. But like this whole society runs on this dynamic um, in different ways of whether it's power or impression or coercion or, you know, love or whatever, you know, it gets, it's, a, you know, guys try to impress women. They build buildings, they, you know, direct films, uh, they do a lot, they, they have high powered jobs, but like, how do we teach, like, how do we have, like, we're, 
you weren't even allowed to have anything with absence-only sex ed classes. <laughs> like, fuck, like, if we are going to start there with why we can't have an honest discussion about sexuality and why when everyone's too skittish to talk about it, like, the abusers get to keep abusing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's who we're protecting without being able to have yeah. this open discussion about sexuality. Is the people who have gone past the quote-unquote transgression point. No, no one's going to check them because we're all too fucking uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And they keep on yeah. abusing. Which brings us uh, to... Our Alabama no. Senate race, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Roy, more children are going to come out of the woodworks oh accusing this man of a yeah, problem. Yeah, what's that? Just children? Uh, like, look, look, dating sixteen to eighteen year olds, like as many of these women are, was technically legal in Alabama at the time that he did it. But he didn't just date them; he raped some of them, according to many of these accounts. Yes. And one was yeah, fourteen. So it's statutory rape plus actual rape. You know, I think that. We need to get both of those on on hand, and you know, like, look, okay, look, Matt, if we're extending the same generosity to the liberals in Hollywood, of like, you know, well, maybe maybe we should be a little gentler on these men. Like, should we should we be gentler on Roy Moore? Like, I, you know, like, no. Can I just say this right now before we move any further to the world? This is to all the Republicans in the world. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Bill Clinton. I'm sorry we tolerated his ass. There is literally no greater abuse in power on the sexual level like this than president and intern. And <laughs> that was like, we didn't believe a lot of bullshit before that. Like, some of the allegations are true. Some were bullshit. Like, but I want to apologize. That being said, please, Alabama, don't elect fucking Roy Moore. Like, just because we stupidly defended him in that way and maybe we could have done it but like i i don't maybe it wasn't the, it's just crazy like mm -hmm. it's a, but he thinks he can get through this and i think that we us enabling bill clinton back then is a line well that obviously now. the obligatory Roy Moore should drop out of the race by the time i get this out he may well have dropped out of the race i you know like yes. i don't know um the but on a more psychological level I kind of want to just say, I think that this is what happens when you take somebody who is just kind of inclined to fight. I think there's a big correlation yeah. between sexual energy and kind of like anger energies. And I, I think that that's why you have a lot of people in power. In addition to them just abusing their power, I think that they are naturally predisposed to be hypersexual and hyper-aggressive in that sexuality if they got to power in the first place. Like, it, it, they, I think they flow together. And Republicans, I, I just wish you would just stop being so shameful about sexuality. Stop shaming people and we'd get less of this. Like the Speaking of asshole mm -hmm. abusers, um, Kevin Spacey in uh, House yeah. of Cards, so we're going to tie this all <laughs> together, had a line that everything in the world is about sex, but sex is about power. Yes. And uh, I think that was the basic line, right? And that's where we are with a lot of this. These are power yes. abusers. Like, people in D.C., people in... If you, if you, like, some people who reach power get there because that's what they yeah. want. They don't give a fuck what the industry is. They want power. As opposed to they want the thing done. They that, And when you get in those situations, they abuse it. And it seems to be bipartisan. And without an industry, it goes everywhere. Yeah. 
And I just don't think there is any sexuality without power. I think, I think that that's what we fail to recognize is we say, oh, these men were abusing their power. Well, yeah, there is a place in our society where we can say, look, this was too much power and too much – like too much lack of evidence that it was actually consensual. So I, yeah. uh, I, I so that's 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 right to have that conversation. But it's also impossible to say that sex doesn't involve power. It, it is a it is a flowing power dynamic between the two partners where you're pushing and you're pulling away. You know, like and I think that that's what makes the idea of consent so difficult is because until you're having sex, one of the partners is probably saying no at one point. Like so, it's well, no, I mean. It's, well- it, it's like shared or coercive. Like power can be shared, and like good sex, sexuality, the power is shared between the two because you are being vulnerable and intimate mm-hmm. to the other person. But okay, but hold on. Right. But 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 you can't square that though with the fact that men are the pursuers in our dating world. They're not always they the, are pursuers. the pursuers. In fact, if you, uh, I, the, yeah, no, no, no. I'll, yeah, I know. I, like I know. I mean, like oh no, I think men. They don't have they don't to be the pursuers. Have to be, but they really well, kind of do have to be the pursuers. If you want to be, have a dating life as a man, like abs- to some extent, to some extent, it, you're right. And there is statistical like, evidence to back this up. Actually, there was a survey that I'd seen. It was a couple of years ago. I'd love to know what it is now. But it was like 94 percent of women expected and wanted men to ask them out on the date. Like, like so right. in that world. It's a power dynamic because that the man is is charged with with figuring out when he can actually go in for it, and because just because ninety nine percent of the time, hopefully, like the man does figure it out, doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of confusion as to like is this consensual, you know? There, like the, it, so it, from it, now it, on, Darwin, <laughs> all dances will be Sadie Hawkins dances. What, a, what, in what every does that school mean? Across America. <laughs> You know what a Sadie Hawkins Day dance is? It was where women invited the men, the, had to ask the guys to the dance. How do you not know this, Darwin? I know you hated high school, but did you hate like high school things? Like, did we like, have did a Sadie Hawkins childhood? dance? Because I didn't get invited to it. If we did, of course we did. I think it's like a. I think I had it at camp one time, maybe, and it's definitely like a high uh-huh. school teen trope. And there was definitely a song by the Ataris about yeah, it, yeah, I yeah. think, or one of those bands. But uh, Sadie Hawkins dances were the uh, gender role reversal dances, and, which and again, is like, uh, it just shows the patriarchy the, the, at work the, yeah, in a the, crazy the fucking real, way. The real solution in all this, of course, is to have shared power where the women and men are asking each other out in equal accord, and there is that dynamic taken away. But we we need to be clear about what it means for us as men and how we need to actually address the problem because it's not okay to to rape women and it's not okay to harass them and it's not okay to put them in a position of sexuality no. that they're not comfortable with those things yeah. we need to say i'm happy it's being said now and it's going to involve some pain to get there but it doesn't change the fact that sex is a power dynamic sex is about power and you can read a lot of psychological articles about this most psychologists certainly any freudian ones would would probably agree that all sex is about power but i'm just saying that most of it is okay well on that note darwin no, no, no. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't a, uh, hold on, hold on. We, we haven't gotten to roy Moore yet not 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 true we right? talked enough about what okay he was banned from the mall in whatever county and like miss like look if you listen to S-Town, you can see that there's clearly a correlation. No, no, that's not true. Um, but, like, but, uh, just don't elect Roy Moore. Yeah. What do you want to say well, about Roy uh, yeah, Moore? I mean, like, what, what is there is to that. be said? It is, that. it is the whole fundamentally, 
Like, if Louis C.K. were on the ballot right now, I'd be like, yeah, get him out of here. Like, you know, don't, like, don't, don't yeah. necessarily rake him across the coals, but do acknowledge that these are fucked up behaviors and we have to, as a society, draw a line. If we, ha- if, yeah, if how we, do you- we have to draw a line, and if that line is anywhere, it's there. It's raping young women. <laughs> like, when you're a high-powered district attorney who allegedly said, no one will ever believe you, I'm a district attorney. That's, that's messed up. It's messed up to rape women, right? Okay, like- yeah. Well, that's a really <laughs> obvious statement, Darwin. <laughs> okay. You know what I think is, is, a, is a thing that I think is important – to, to remember as just as a society to on a closing note, I would submit to you that every worst instance of an evil idea percolating in a society at its core either was rooted in or deeply referenced rape as the ultimate fear. That was how the white Americans kept the black slaves like seen as subhuman in society were making the, the, the populace afraid of being raped by them. Our, our, many of our very worst ideas emerge from the fear of rape. And I think that we need to be able to find a way to call out rape, call out systemic rape, both of which are happening and both of which, like especially in Hollywood, but it seems in Capitol Hill too now. But we also have to say, how do we avoid just bringing down the hammer and reintroducing a puritanical sex-shaming society that is going to land us in the same boat well, five or ten years down the road? There's probably, and I'm gonna, we're going to go into bro science right now, uh, of, of genetics. But if you look <laughs> at, like the history of humanity there are a lot of descendants of rape uh, mo- most humans probably mm-hmm. are descendants somewhere in their line of a rape like it is deeply gone through our genes because there was so much coercive sex and power in the history of humanity mm-hmm. like Genghis Khan yeah. is related to some ungodly number of people in uh, in Asia as a percentage because he was such a rapist like and that's <laughs> But even though he probably didn't have to rape anyone in that sense, he That's, just coerced I think them. He was kind you know? of and, and, like I, you know, maybe not. Well, I, I guess my point is like you know that was just that was a, the yeah. similar situation. Like if you're talking about somebody who's in command of the yeah. army, like you know, and you put a woman in front of him, she's not gonna like she's not gonna have any sort of power. To resist, and that's I think fundamentally what people yeah. are saying about what's happening in Hollywood is fundamentally these men are too powerful to not be coercing yeah. these women, and the, the I mean that's and that's just worth acknowledging. It's worth saying, like you know, if you have that level of power, you have to go the extra mile to actually recognize that someone is consensually interested yeah. in it's... you and wants to like you know. And, and, and by the way, we need to be able to find, like, as a society, a way to kind of say, look, men, he, he, it's okay to maybe make a move. That But the move be, should probably like, not these, involve so- physical contact. To be honest, like, like you, should, you should learn to be good enough with your words. And, like, like, like I don't know, man. It's really I, – I, I, I don't know. How, do you, how would I coach my 13-year-old boy to – when he's, you know, figure going on his first dance, if he wants a first kiss, how do we even coach him to mm-hmm. like 
That I mean, that's that's you know that like that's where it starts, right? Well, the 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 quality of touch is important, and I think that actually is something that is uh, underlying a lot of this. As men, it's very easy to go through life without mm-hmm. touch. Uh, being a major part of it and that's not true for women women touch each other they hug each other in LA we're a little bit more huggy feely but but obviously we have a lot of that problem but the 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 make a move of like when you if you touch somebody's shoulder it's very different than if you like grab right. their but ass but then there's also the creepy you know? huggers and you hear about from women like it's yeah. all the well, this is it's a terrible spectrum here darling <laughs> we never yeah you're right you're right and there's so many ambiguous ways where we do need to call it out like and and that is important so how do we continue to calling out to 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 call it out to say look these things that you did may have seemed okay to you in the time okay, but and they let's... weren't and to say like what, that we're going to get caught into those tr- like in between traps like a lot okay. of us are like and as long as we have healthy conversations about it, you know, like I, I think we can head and a lot of it off. for all those people, and there's hopefully God, it's a very small minority of our audience who are like, but sometimes women lie and yada yada yada. Okay, benefit of the doubt, and is just always what you should give because any woman or person who would lie about a situation like this will out themselves on five other things if you keep them in your life. They they well, will they no 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 I'm not saying they will literally give them a chance to say no to you. No honestly. no no that's like, uh, that's like, a different uh, point. Like, ask I'm yourself, that, like like ask yourself if they actually want you to be making this move, you know, because that's the great shame that we yeah. feel as men, you know, like like oh we don't we're not wanted, and so sometimes it just gets to, so screwed up in our head that we just go for it, and it gets too aggressive, and we and we tell ourselves this lie that oh well even if they're saying no, if I just overpower them enough, it'll be okay. Like that—that that is like the fucked up thinking. You really need right. to be checking in constantly, and it's really and not hard. Look them in the eyes and just see, and you can tell pretty clearly if they are enjoying themselves. And if they're the, not, then give them back up. A level of, and this was true. A level of, they're going through their own thing in their head. You know, like women accepting their sexuality in our society is fraught with fucking issues. Right of what they want to do, mm-hmm. so yeah. you know there are women who like who, who like th- there's just so many mental models going into that moment that come out and whether they're like they feel they feel ashamed like you do or they feel you know this sort but they want to go through with it but they don't know and it is so you know every you know and like how do you just you just got to coach your sons and to have just empathy and restraint. As much as you possibly can, because like, I, cause like it, everyone is. T- how do you just have empathy for the other side in all situations? Well, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's not just empathy and restraint. It's actually going out and doing good in the world because that is what you are yeah. wired to do as a human, especially as a man. You you have energies. You have energies mm-hmm. propelling you forward. Let that be energies of good. Let that be an actual connection. Because I think that is that does get lost on some level of like a connection with the woman, and 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 saying like what does she want right now, and how can I like be an ally to her? How can I help her in this life? Because I think as men we actually want to do that, and that all and 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 also forgive yourself, forgive yourself for wanting a woman, forgive yourself for for making a move, forgive yourself for all of those things. Because if you don't forgive yourself. You will get screwed up in your shame, and that does not okay, help. Forgive that doesn't yourself help with anybody. honest assessment. 
Yes, Fairy yes, 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 yes. If you were a creep <laughs> and you fucked up and you cross a line, if you can redeem, like, redeem it, but, like, admit to yourself that, like, don't just forgive yourself. It's not that, like, admit what you did. Like, you, you're going to have to, you, you know, don't, you don't have to live like a hermit the rest of your life because you fucked up a little bit, most likely. It's not my place to cite everybody's judgment. But, um, yeah, admit how your actions were received honestly. And what and what your motives and, were in them, honestly, because mm-hmm. like you yeah. might not even realize how much lust and indecision was going into what you're doing, like where it came from, what's mm-hmm. going on. I mean, I I'm gonna recommend this to Darwin again. There's a show called Big Mouth. It's a cartoon about about teenagers, like 13 year olds going through puberty in, in middle school, just trying to get through their shit. And I tell you, that's every person still today, it, on some level, on some <laughs> level. So yeah. All right. Lofty Darwinism. See ya. <laughs> Lofty Darwinism out.